In today's globalized world, families own businesses, assets, and residences worldwide. Understanding the complexities of your situation when passing on your wealth or business can make a huge difference. Today, we're speaking with Mark Geib, head of business banking, and Jan Kengen, head of wealth structuring at ING, to help avoid pitfalls and unintended consequences. Mark, good morning. Good morning. Jan, good morning. Hello, good morning. Now, Mark, let, let's start with you. Many business leaders will reach retirement age in the next 10 years. What are the factors that businesses, especially family businesses, should consider when planning for what happens next? Yeah, that's indeed a very good one. So I think important to say that's a very crucial moment in time for a company. It's all about emotions. It's all about converging interests of different parties, but in the end also about money. So I would say a first point, it's very important to engage discussion right away from the start, so very early stage, and to involve all the different parties that have, that have an interest in the, con- in, the, in the transaction because there are different opinions that need to be met and also that need to converge. My advice would also be to involve the bank, so the financial partner, right away from the start because we can assist during the process, we can guide our clients, we also can find solutions. And very important to say, it's an important decision and every company is unique. So it's about the solution to find considering the history of the company, but also the ambition for the future of the new people that will perhaps take over, of the people that will receive the company by transmission. So this is a very important part. Okay, Jan, what conditions actually need to be fulfilled really to consider a successful business transfer? Well, there are four conditions that need to be fulfilled. Um, The first one and the most important one is, are there competent successes? The second one is, are those people motivated and do they choose to pursue their career in a family company with their full conviction? The third condition is that if there, in the case, there's a plurality of successors, do they they share the same vision? That's also very important. And the fourth condition is, um, does the chosen strategy make it possible to keep the family character of the business? Because that is, of course, the the objective of uh, a transfer. Can you keep your family... um, character, your familial character in the business. Now, I'm, I'm interested in your guys' experience in this area because I'm, I'm sure that you've seen many of these sort of transfers uh, during your careers. F- firstly, in families, do the first and second generations, do they, do they normally transfer businesses? Do they normally keep it within the family? Yeah, so what the experience we have that it's at the start, it's always the ambition to keep it within the family. But very unlikely, what we are seeing about the questions we have from our clients when it comes to that discussion is that it's not always the case. It's not always the case that perhaps there are, there are no children, there are no inheritance, or perhaps they are not interested, or even perhaps they don't have the capacities. Uh, and so very often that it's the, also a question we get from our clients. I want to transmit, but uh, yeah, for the moment, it's not, the, it's not the, the way that we see it. Do you can assist us? Do you can give, give guidance? Also, when it comes to what other options can be put on the table? Do you can also uh, give us advice when you want to sell the company? Do you can put us together with perhaps uh, interested selling parts? So this is also something that's not the core business directly to, to sell the company and put, uh, uh, and put the interesting things together, but it's also something that we can assist the client if needed. Do families tend to have plans in place? Well, 
normally, um, in our experience, um, we know that, well, family companies normally have little experience with family business transfers because they occur once every 20, 30 years. And um, bankers, on the contrary, they see their clients normally every day. And so they're confronted with lots of those situations. So they can um, act as a mirror for, um, for those uh, people who want to transfer their business because, well, they just have more, um, they're more confronted with those situations. Um, that's an important role of the banker, acting as listening to his client and acting as a mirror and allowing his client to ask himself the right questions. Now, of course, uh, siblings often disagree and disagree with their parents. I imagine that must be quite difficult to work with from your perspective. Yeah, for sure, because when it comes to discussion within the family, uh, you imagine also on a private situation, if you speak to your children, they're not always the same uh, opinion than you. And also in, the, in that process also. But I think it's, it's a very emotional process. I said in the start, at the beginning, it's all about emotions. So we also need to manage the emotional part to understand well our clients. But on the other hand, it's also our role to put also solutions on the table, to come with a more rational solution. So also at some point in time, we need to put out the emotions a little bit and to come with a concrete discussions to also come to, yeah, concrete solutions to uh, converging interests, also that the rational part. And it's more about the banker, more easy for us as outside, as external to also then come, okay, rational part, we have to come with concrete solutions. So Jan, do you agree with that? Is that, do you see your role? You've got uh, some siblings seated in front of you who disagree. What, in what way do you work with them? Well, it's not only between the siblings. The first, the first point is between the transferer and the transferee. They have to get along. And of course, between those who receive, when there is a plurality in people that receive, they have to get along. They have to, they have to share the same set of values. Um, they have to have the same vision because otherwise it's, only, it's, it's, it's becoming already the source for potential conflict. So uh, a possible solution for that can be that they write down their vision, they write down how they see the future, and they write it down in what we call a, um, a family charter, uh, which is called family governance and also uh, company governance. And so we can already um, see how we can solve potential conflicts in the future. I mean, I'm surprised you're speaking to me as two bankers, but you're saying that this is more than just money. Yeah, of course, because it's like you worked your whole life for your family business. You founded it. You put all your energy in it. It's like a child and it's like giving your child away. So it's very emotional. Uh, it's a very emotional part of your life. Now, I'm going to give you just one example. Um, for, let's say a business in Luxembourg has a CEO who is a daughter of the founder who has now passed away. She wishes to retire and leave the business to her two children who are both living abroad. Quite a common situation, I guess, here. Well, what questions would you ask her to identify? What is the best course of action, Jan? Well, what is very important for the, the transferer, because she, she worked her life in this business, is what will be her new role? Um, does she say, I'm, 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 I'm getting out? Or does she say, I want to keep on going and maybe act as an advisor for the next generation? Because often uh, those people 
like to stay in touch with the family business. Um, the second important part is also the relationship between the transferer and the, the children, transferees, and the relationship between those children. Uh, like you, 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 you said uh, a few moments ago, uh, the relationship between the siblings. Um, and why is it important? Because it's not only a transfer of leadership, but it's also a transfer of property. And people should be uh, agreeing on who receives what. Um, some like to have the management in the company, other ones are not interested, but they like, they like the spoils of the company. And so they get ownership, but they don't really want to get involved in the family business. So all those things have to be discussed. So, Mark, we just mentioned one of the magic words there, property. There's often real estate involved in these sort of transactions. What, what's the role of the bank here? Yeah, the role is very important. At business banking, for instance, we are more operating at the company level. So often the company is already clients in our, in our books. And of course, we want to continue to develop this relationship with the company. So it is about what is the ambition for the future, because the new managing partner, the new uh, proprietor of the, of the company might have also the ambition to grow the business, to do investment. And this can also be an important element of taking decision to, to take the company over. And in that case, we have uh, all the solutions, all the panel of solutions that we can offer in this specific uh, case. For instance, this can then be an investment loan for purchasing the property, uh, for renovating perhaps uh, an already existing property or investing in a new uh, production area. So there we have the financing solutions with the business plan to see then with the new property of the company how the business can be developed, how they can grow the business. So we want to remain the financial partner for the long term also at the second or the third generation, of course. Okay, so we've talked there about financing, uh, a little bit about management. Um, are there any other services that the bank often provides uh, during these moments of transfer? So for instance, where we also can intervene on the moment of transfer is how to finance and how to structure the transaction itself. Perhaps when it comes to transmitting, uh, it's like a sort of a loan also needed of, uh, yeah, how do we finance the acquisition of the shares, a part of the shares, when it comes to family members, but also when it comes to selling to an outside party. We also can connect with the outside party, see how we can engage for finance in the transaction. And also these capacities we also have within business banking about acquisition leverage finance to finance this solution, the transaction, and then to support directly to make also the transaction happen. So we've been talking a lot about families. Mark, in your experience uh, in your lifetime in Luxembourg, have family structures changed a lot? Yes, definitely. Uh, the situation becomes more and more complex with more and more different elements to take into consideration. I'm Luxembourgish too, so I know it also well. Uh, and uh, for us, it's important also as a banker to involve, to continue to give solutions to a more complex environment. Important to say that we also have the expertise to guide our clients and also to provide them solutions. And if you don't have the expertise in-house at ING, we have partners which we are working together, which we can recommend also to our clients. So it's really our ambition to have a sort of global solution, not necessarily all the expertise in-house, but globally to assist the clients. So yes, more complex, but I say we still are, yeah, we still have the expertise to provide. And Jan, from a wealth management perspective, I mean, we've talked 
about divorce and stepchildren. I imagine the international factor is quite a big deal for you, isn't it? Yeah, th this makes it much more complex. Um, for instance, um, uh, a quite common technique in Luxembourg, uh, but also in Belgium, is to give to make a donation with reserve of usufruct. So you just keep, you give the new property and you keep the usufruct of the company. Um, when you have, for instance, a child in, in the Netherlands or in the United States, this is seen as an incomplete donation. So you lose the tax advantage of this donation. So you always have to see and analyze both sides. Uh, another example could be um, in France, when you transfer a family business or a French family business, you have what they call the Pacte du Treuil. So this is a, uh, an option you can choose in order to minimize your tax. Um, so your donation tax, um, your gift tax. So, um, but there are strict conditions. And for instance, when a child lives in Switzerland or somewhere else, uh, it's not always easy or not possible be in those kind of, to, 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 be, to have the same criteria, um, to, be more, to, more, to be, be more precise. For instance, you have to keep active as a director or kind of CEO in the company. This role does not necessarily exist in another jurisdiction because the French have set their set of criteria per company. And so if you do not fall in those criteria, you will lose the advantage of this Pacte du Troyes. You have to always analyze both sides from a tax perspective and from a legal perspective. Um, because otherwise, you get surprises you don't want. I mean, for me as a private individual, it sounds really complicated to have to understand both Luxembourg's rules and also the rules of the country where my children or whoever might be re receiving the business live. Yeah, that's correct. And that's, that's why we also um, have a network of specialists. Um, and um, we, we have the experience also to because lots of people do not think about some consequences, local advisors think locally, and we have the experience to think internationally. And that, that makes a di big difference. Okay, so to summarize, in terms of a successful outcome, uh, what key points do you think the audience of this podcast should remember, should take away from what you as a bank can offer? I would say one first point is that we have this expertise to have a tailor-made global solution that we have it for business banking, we have the world's planning, so we can really close the loop. On the other hand also, we have the products Then, if needed, if it really comes to a very concrete need about financing, about structurization, we have also the solution. And on the other hand also saying, okay, it's an emotional part, so we're also there in terms of, uh, yeah, managing the em emotional part to be really a, a mirror, to be a partner of our clients, to have this global role in terms of the different situations, also to adapt to the client. If at the end the transferer, the transferee, the clients of the business, but also the personnel of the business are happy, we are also happy. Well, that's been really interesting. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Jan. Don't hesitate to check out our websites on ing.lu slash private banking or ing.lu slash business if you need personalised advice. You can also make an appointment with one of our wealth and estate planning specialists who will empower you to take the necessary steps to preserve, grow and transmit your assets. <laughs>